Hey guys, it's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. You know, over the past year that we've been recording this podcast, Scott and I have met some amazing individuals and received some amazing advice. So we decided to do something for our audience that may or may not be able to listen to every single episode. We put together a white paper slash ebook of the top seven things that you must do in your agency in 2018 and 2019. We're giving this to you guys free as of right now. You can text the word book. B-O-O-K to 251-418-4724. Follow the prompts and you will promptly receive that book. Or you can email me at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. That's not going to be automated like the text, but you can receive it that way as well. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader with iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore, Parade All-American Rivals first-team five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? You get better and better and better every time you do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Guys, our mission on this podcast today and every day is we want to help you agents in any way we can. Sales, marketing, digital, consulting, networking, you name it, we want to help you do it. Uh, we've we've talked about a lot of stuff this last week, and, and I'm excited to have our guest on that we have on today. I'm very excited, actually. He is an author of six books. He is the author of a book that I've actually read called Power Position Your Agency. He has been a farmer's agent since 1983. He's a, a, a consultant in global marketing strategies for some of the world's largest insurance carriers, and he is a subject matter expert in technology related to insurance carrier workflows. He is living in Visalia, California. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the other incomparable Mr. Troy Corsgaden. How you doing, Troy? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me here today, guys. Appreciate oh, it. Man, we are excited and fired up about having you on the show today. We have got a lot to talk about, but before we get into that, I want you to get in your DeLorean, and I want you to go back in time to a place where you had just gotten started in the insurance business. Tell us how you got started and then bring us up to today. That's a great question. I started back in 1983. Uh, I like the kid that my company gave me a big old book of business called the phone book. Um, so I got my license. I was young. I was dumb. My manager, Jay Green, greatest manager that ever walked on earth, said, hey, kid, if you'll call everybody in this phone book here in town and ask them for an X date from the X date, you'll get an appointment. From the appointment, you'll give a presentation. You do it enough time. 
and I guarantee a kid doing it enough times, you're going to sell some insurance. And he mm-hmm. was right. Uh, but my first seven years in the business went up and down and up and down. And mm-hmm. uh, Bradley, uh, I know you and Scott have both read Power Position Your Agency. If you've read that book, you know I had an epiphany my seventh year in the business, and the light bulb went off. And everything changed for me then, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just been straight up from there on. I think it's fantastic that you are the author of that book. I told Bradley when he told me you wrote it, I said, hell, I've read that book. And he said, I know, yep. I think everybody's read that book. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit today. I, I had a number of things I want to talk about. I, as I said earlier, our mission on this podcast is to help the 250,000 insurance agents that listen to this podcast in any way that we possibly can. I have so many things I'd like to talk to you about because I do consider you a thought leader in the insurance business. You have immersed yourself in it for a long time. And I just want to kind of talk through a number of things, and I'm going to bounce around a little bit today. I normally don't do that. I normally take a topic, I stick with it, and we kind of carry that through for an hour. But today I want to bounce around a little bit with you because I feel like – from uh, having your finger on the pulse mentality that you probably have a pretty good understanding of where we are currently in terms of PNC as far as insurance agents go and where this thing's headed in the future. So I guess my first question to you is, as we sit here today, September 20th of 2018, where do you see the PNC business, let's say 10 years, 15 years from now? Man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. So let me just start by saying this. Uh, thanks for the comments. I appreciate that. Oh, and I have had the good fortune of uh, being behind the curtain in just about every major carrier that's, that's, in America. That's, that's, why I'm ask, that's why I'm asking the yeah. questions I'm asking. Yeah, and we're all in the same ball game. As a friend of mine used to tell me, he says, Kit, we're all in the same ball game. It's just that some of us are in a different inning. Right. And uh, here's what I like to tag on to what my friend said. There's no time for a seventh inning stretch. Right. Uh, we're now we're now at an inflection point. We're now in a place where you have to be in the game. Mm-hmm. And I still think it's an awesome game. I still think there's m- multiple opportunities in different areas of our business, and I think you just need to capitalize on it. So let me just answer the question by saying this. I don't think we need to look out 10 years. I think we need to look out one year and three years. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, you're going to see some of the most rapid change in the industry, both property and casualty, financial services, and overall distribution of insurance and financial services products that we've ever seen, ever in the history of our business. And so when you talk about that, kind of drill down a little bit and just give us a peek behind the curtain as to what the, what the expectation of what you just said should be in, sure. in, ter- in terms of change, in terms of change. Well, you know, I like the saying, uh, the philosopher says, change is automatic, mm-hmm. but progress is not. Mm-hmm. So things change. People die. People get sick. Businesses come. Businesses go. But if you really want to progress, you've got to be intentional, right? You've got to mm-hmm. be on the offense. And being on the defense is no fun. Right. So in my latest book, Discussion Partner, that came out uh, last week, Um, I really talk about the customer in the book, and the customer now is truly in control. The industry used to tell the customer, oh, you're the center of everything, you're the most important, but we still told them when to buy, Mm -hmm. how to buy, what Mm -hmm. kind of payments. Yeah, they they weren't making any decisions. We were telling them they were, but we're living in an Amazon world, right? And so the customer truly is empowered. 
the customer truly knows that they hold all the keys to the kingdom. And so therefore, if I were going to say there's one mind shift, that is to put the customer at the center of everything you do in your local agency, whether you own it as a uh, business or whether you're working in it in the business. Mm -hmm. You need to put the customer at the center of everything that you do, period. And you reverse engineer it back. You know, what do they want and then figure out how you're going to do it. Exactly. And part of that is really getting it across to them. And I think my sister, Sharon, who's my office partner, her husband, Mike, who handles the commercial division, we've got family here, but we've also got a load of other employees. We're a specialized agency and a business insurance, auto, home, uh, life insurance. Sharon does financial services. We do health. We do it all. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there are some things we can't do. And those things we can't do, we can't just uh, say, ah, we don't do that we got to go find a place for people to get their protection and to get their asset accumulation, even when we don't get a commission, even when we don't offer the product because our carrier that we have a contract with doesn't offer it. Um, it whatever the situation, it's just what does a customer need and how can you facilitate that? And then you truly become a multi-line agent. Yeah, let me let me say this to to the two hundred fifty thousand agents listening to this, and I've said this for a long time. I grew up in a small town called Hamilton, Alabama, and most people in Alabama, a lot of people in Alabama, don't even know where Hamilton, Alabama is. I don't about, know where it is. About, about five thousand people, about an hour south of Florence, Alabama, and forty five minutes due east of Tupelo, Mississippi. And there are there are literally hundreds of these small towns all over the state of Alabama, and I've always told people. If I was going to live in a small town like Hamilton and have an insurance agency, I don't care if somebody brought their watch in to get fixed or their lawnmower repaired or needed their taxes done. In those little towns, the way that you actually do well and make money is you diversify yourself and you become kind of a jack-of-all-trades and master of none. Now, in my agency, we pride ourselves on – you know, in the state of Alabama, Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the 800-pound gorilla, and you cannot compete with Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And with the exception of Alpha Insurance, and Bradley can talk a little more about this later, nobody that I know really sells life insurance. And even what you guys take an application for is Blue Cross and Blue Shield insurance, right? It's not for health insurance. Yeah. Right, right. So I have people call me three or four times a week in my office, and they'll say, Hey, I need some health insurance. Do you sell health insurance? No, I don't, but let me let me send you the number for individual blue for the state of Alabama. Now, a lot of people would just say, "No, I don't we don't sell health insurance and hang the phone up." But we always are trying to to help our clients even when maybe we don't do something uh we try we try to help them anyway get to where they need to be. Does that make sense? Sure does. What a great example. And let me just kind of tag on to what you're saying. We script everything here in the office. We have for years. Ad-libs are for amateurs, the great Gary Kinder used to say. I love that. And uh, Gary's a great guy and a friend. Uh, but all pros practice. And if you're going to practice, you've got to have a script. Yeah. So in your scenario that you have, let me give you a script. This is a million-dollar script if you're out there listening. Okay. I'm glad you called. That's why we're here. 
Mm, I love so, that so much. The, the, I'm going to get oh, that. Guys, listen, insurance agents, he is spitting gold right now. Get a damn pen and paper out and write that down. <laughs> write it down three times. That That is an amazing – and sometimes in life – the best things are the simplest things, and that that there there Troy, there's an old country saying in the state of Alabama, and I'm gonna tell it to everybody on this podcast right now. There's a, a, there a grandmother that was about 87 years old one time. She looked at me and she said, she said, uh, "Plain speak is best understood." Yes, and, and that say, say that one more time. I was actually writing that down, and I got so excited I started talking. I apologize. I'm I'm glad <laughs> that never you, happens. I'm glad you called. That's why we're here. Now, now uh, let now let me say this. Yeah. Now that that is an abbreviated version of what I do every single time somebody calls my office, and if I happen to be there, and I hear one of my agency staff say. Uh, Joe Smuckatelli's on the phone and he wants a homeowner's quote. I'll stand up and I'll say, let me talk to him first. And I get him on the phone. And the very first thing I say to people when they call, or maybe I just pick up the phone and they're calling to get a quote. I'll say, thank you so much for calling. We were just sitting here waiting on you to call. I totally believe that you do that. Oh, too. a million percent, I do that, and you would not believe people that instantly just start laughing when I say it. We were just all sitting around here waiting on you to call. <laughs> so you know, and it just it it. But what you're saying, I'm glad you called. That's why we're here. Is that it? And it is it is why we're here because what they want is just the title of the book. They want a discussion partner. Hey, most of the people we deal with, I don't care whether you're from Alabama or you're from mm-hmm. Visalia, whether you're from San Francisco or Little Rock or whether you're from Manhattan. Most people are smart people. Right. They can figure stuff out, right? Right. You know, it may may not be uh, the it may be clunky, but right. they'll figure it out because they're smart now. What they want, though, is somebody to hold their hand and reassure them they made the right decision. Right. Because it can be disastrous if you Mm -hmm. make the wrong decision. So the discussion partner is all about being that person that they rely on to reassure them or to give them different ways to think about things as they go about protection Mm. and asset accumulation. Kobe Juvenville said one time, the basis of trust is safety, which is that reassurance that we're talking about right now. People aren't going to trust you till they feel safe around you. Right. So, anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm going to let you guys go on and ask questions. I got more script or what we, you know what we call power phrases because that really is it. You know, there there's no magic script. There's no magic bullet. It really is a belief system, a philosophy, and then just little things that you say. That get people to take action. Absolutely. And I can discuss any of those that you want. Doesn't matter what line of insurance. But again, we're looking at serving households and businesses. And that's the discussion partner. Uh, it is making sure that everything comes through us, a gateway to all things insurance and financial services. I tell you what, I'd like for you to do because I want these agents to be able to write some of this down. I love that. I'm glad you called. That's why we're here. Give us a couple more power phrases, and you can give us one or two for life insurance, and give us a couple, maybe a couple more, maybe for for property and casualty. I, I love these so much. I'm going to give you what I consider million dollar power phrases. Mm. They, mm. they they make things happen. Right. Action. Okay. So a couple of things that we do is we make sure that we infuse that will be easy into our conversation. 
So the person says, I'm buying a home. I'm glad you called. That's why we're here. Uh, I need to ask you a few questions. It'll be easy. Mm-hmm. And then the next line is that we infuse is, I know you're busy. I know you're really busy, but it's important that I set some personal time up for you to come in to meet with Sharon. I want her to go over all your coverages, including this new property that you've got, to make sure you're properly covered. We want to make sure you don't have any gaps in your coverage. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure you're not over-covered or under-covered, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure you're getting all the discounts you deserve. You do want all the discounts you deserve, correct? Mm, of course. Yeah. So the the key phrases here, though, is that'll be easy mm. because, man, life is complicated, right? Mm. I, you know, I quit turning on the news when I wake up in the morning. You know why? Because it's, it's a drag. Negative, negative, okay? negative, negative, negative. Yeah. I want to know what's going on. Don't get me wrong. But I don't need it 24-7 because there's enough drama in life right. with your friend, right. with your in-laws, your spouse. You know, it doesn't matter. There's just drama in life. It's just the way life goes. So you don't need to invite more in. Now, the other thing is people are busy. They're busier today. Computers were supposed Mm. to make our life easier. They didn't. Mm -hmm. Right. They they sped it up, put gas on it. Mm -hmm. So he's busy, she's busy. You know, one of the things I talk about in my live seminars is, hey, don't try to get both a husband and wife in. I don't care whether you're from a town of 5,000, 50,000, 5 million. Both people don't make insurance decisions. He cuts the grass, she does the dishes. Mm -hmm. She takes the kids to school, he picks them up. She pays the bills and usually decides on what type of insurance they're going to have. Sometimes, about 20% or less, they both make the decision together. Mm -hmm. But overall, one person takes the lead and then informs the other person what they're going to do. They're busy. Mm -hmm. So I I never get the busy objection. Haven't gotten it for 25 years. You know why? I already told them they were busy. That right. one ain't gonna work. Right. Okay. Right. Troy, let me ask you a question. Do you guys sure. uh, do you guys sell insurance over the phone in your office, or do you try to get every person in the office before you buy in coverage? So, we like to get them into the office. Me now, too. I'm from a town, just let me give you a little demographics. When I came to Visay as a five year old, my daddy brought us here, and when he brought us here, he happened to die. Got. And it was a bummer, but he mm. died uh, six six months later. Mm. And my mom raised five mm. kids all by herself in a small town. 40,000 people in California is not a lot. Mm. Today it's 110,000 people, so it's grown. But it's still small by California standards. It's mm. not San Francisco. It's not right. L.A. And so, you know, it, it truly is considered an agricultural town. You've all heard of sun-made raisins? Mm-hmm. Of course. That's 15 minutes from my house. Awesome. Okay. Okay, Troy, so Troy, I have a goat. He does. I have I have a goat. He does. And my goat's favorite food in the world, and he will do he would do anything for these <laughs> is sun made raisins. That is a true story. I'm telling you right now. When it, when when I, when I drive by there, and I drive by every time I go to the airport. When I drive by there, I'll blow a kiss over there for you. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But we're we're from ag we're from the ag area. I right. mean, you've heard of sun kissed mm-hmm. uh, oranges. Mm-hmm. You're, you you've heard of all these other fruits and nuts, diamond walnuts and whatnot. That's all around me. We're an agricultural area here, so we're a small town. And my big issue is not how big your town is or how small it is because the biggest agents come from the smallest towns because you can celebritize yourself better but you can still celebritize yourself in manhattan 
You can do it in Chicago, where I was last week. You can do it in any town if you have a celebritization plan. So I completely agree with what you're saying about celebritizing yourself in a small town. Bradley, I think you've done a pretty dead gum good job of that down here in Mobile. Thank you. There's not many folks in Mobile that don't know who you are. Thank you. Now, they may not do insurance business with you. That's okay. But 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 they know who you are. <laughs> so I completely agree. I'm very nonchalant in the way I sell. It's like, hey, you can buy it from me or you don't. It's, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. You know? I know I'm, I know what I'm offering is the best, best option for you. But right, right. anyway. So, Troy, let's change gears just a little bit. Um, I had some other things that I wanted to discuss with you, but before I get into that, I don't want to run out of time before I'm able to discuss the book Discussion Partner with you. I have not read the book yet, as I told you before we got on the podcast. Bradley has read the book, but I'd like for you to just talk through a little bit about what it's about and how it can help the insurance agents listening to this program today. You bet. So the book is called Discussion Partner, a Radical Transformation to Unrivaled Service in the mm. Insurance Industry. Mm. So, it, you know, what, what we used to think is great service, it doesn't fly anymore. Mm-hmm. People have a high expectation and they have zero tolerance, zero, for defects, zero tolerance for things that take too much time. So the book is really about transforming your customer service capabilities, but understanding that, hey, we we don't uh, create revenue, we don't put money in our pocket unless we sell, but we lead with service. That's what the book is about, leading with service, giving such great service that you earn the right to put more products into every household Mm. or business that you do business with. Now, I keep saying household and businesses because when I first started, we did a little bit of business insurance. Now, it's a major part of our practice, business insurance. Man, I'm telling you, when they give you the business insurance, then they give you everything else because now you're insuring their money machine. Mm. And then they give you the life insurance, and that's another money machine protection, right? Mm -hmm. And once you get that, then so you're high on their autos, 20, 30, 40, 50%. They're more apt to give it to you if you have the big kahuna business and the life insurance. So the, the book is about just giving such great service, you don't have to sell. Right. They just want to do business with you. So, you know, we all got into the multi-line business at some point, right? If you're a life-only agent and you're listening, you still sold life, disability, long-term care, health insurance. That's multi-line. If you are a property and casualty agent, like I started out, we offered life insurance, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Now the product suite at some companies is as many as 50 to 100 products right. that they offer. Okay? So they, they've all had this fantasy, the carriers, that everybody would buy everything from them, and that was the true multi-line experience. And we know for a fact the more policies you have in a household or business, the better the retention. Mm-hmm. still a fact. Yep. Okay? But here's what I'm looking for is control of the household or the business. Control. Meaning they don't make a decision without me. And that means sometimes, if uh, you brought up uh, earlier, uh, when we talked earlier about helicopter insurance, and I talk about airplanes, or I might talk about a nuclear uh, bomb factory. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've never insured one of those, but it's my job to find you mm-hmm. somebody who can help us. Boy, I'd like to see the premium on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the crux of the book is just that. Give such great service, you earn the right to 
have every product and service represented by your agency, whether you're making money on every product or service or not. And then I go into technology because technology is important to me personally. It's been a big part of my consulting practice. But I also believe technology done right, done easy, can help us be more productive. Mm. And I want all my team members, the people that I'm paying payroll to, I want them to be more productive. Right. Productive capacity is one of the major keys to success in our business. That's having the right people, have them trained correctly, have them with the right technology, and giving the type of service our clients deserve and have every right to expect. I completely agree with everything you're saying right now. I, I do have another question for you that I've noticed traveled all over the country this year, mm-hmm. literally all over the country. Just got back from seven days in San Diego, going back in November to uh, Mike Stromso's uh, sales boot camp down in November, I mean, I mean in uh, San Diego. But one of the things I've noticed from meeting with, going to different meetings with different carriers and seeing different things out there, it seems like we as the agency force with uh, social media being what it is and the fact that everyone has a cell phone surgically attached to their hand now, it almost feels to me like guys like Bradley Flowers, who is pretty damn strong on the social media front and just bombarding people with with his videos and pictures and all the stuff he has, will, will the carriers ever be able to catch up with us in terms of that? I love your questioning. And the answer is, yeah, if they want to. They can. Well, I mean, that, they've got not, a lot more. Not, they've got a lot more money than we do. That's they, for sure. They don't make when, it a priority, well, though. Here, here's the thing: some do, uh, some don't, and everybody has some type of social media department or focus, mm-hmm. if you will, or what I call priority prioritization is one of the keys to success. So, looking at that, I I go reverse engineering, and I look into what makes Bradley special. Well, it's him. Okay. Right. So the company can have an awesome social media program. The carrier can have an awesome claims program. They can have an awesome uh, delivery and technology. We're living in an omni-channel world. If you want me to go into that, I'll go into it. But really, people often ask me, because I do a lot of live stuff, and they'll come up to me and go, do you think we're even going to be around a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now? And the answer is Yes everybody is either being born or they're dying. Mm. So we're constantly retooling. Is the opportunity great for us? Yeah, I'd get out. I got all the money I need. I love being an insurance. It's fun still. When it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. But it's still profitable, too. Is it easy? No. But your question is a good question, but that isn't the only area you want to focus on. Because if Bradley is awesome at social media, and he is, okay, and I and I, I connect with him on several different formats, but you just take, let's just take one social media, and he's the best at it, that isn't going to make a living for him. Right. He's still got to be a member of the chamber. He's still got to be a member right. of his uh, worship. He's, he, you know, he's, he's still out there, and the people he hires have to interconnect in the community with a different style in a different way. They all have to have the same values. We have agency values. It's just another but facet. It, it's just it's all exactly. it's all the like you talk about all the little things that add up. Well what basically what That's you want right. basically what you want to be is Coca Cola. You want to be omnipresent. You want to be at everything. You want to be on you want to be on social. You want to do that. 
I'll tell people all the time because they'll say, well, what, what part of your marketing budget, you know, what, what works the best for you? And I say, none of it. It all just works together. It's a symbiotic relationship. I have, I have billboards at major intersections of highways. I do social media. I go to the events. I, I, it, it all works together. None of it works by itself. But that's just always been my approach to marketing. Agree completely. But let's just all agree as we move forward. We got to be ready to deliver. So you can sure. have a great presence in social media, and it doesn't work for you. Right. So um, you know, at the end of the day, we got to have a lot of lines in the water, and I think that's what you're saying. I'm just rephrasing it. Absolutely. We got a lot of lines in the water, but to catch fish, we got to make sure we're not getting our lines tangled. Mm. We got to be ready, and we got to deliver when the client wants us to deliver service first. And then sales. Mm. And the sales come. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm living proof of it because I'm not that smart. Okay? But if you give great service, people just want to be around you. People buy from people they know and trust. Absolutely. Tuck, tell me about the Omni Challenge the, 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 the Omni challenge that you spoke about earlier. Okay. So the Omni Channel has been around for quite some time. That uh, Retailers have been using it, right? Uh, I like to use the example of Macy's, right? If uh, I win a trip at the insurance company... And I tell my wife, I say, hey, honey, we're, we just want a trip. Where are we going? Ah, we're going to Hawaii. First thing uh, your spouse is going to do, husband, wife, they're going to go start buying new clothes for the trip, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got to have a new tux if you're a guy. You've got to have a new gown if, if, if you're a uh, female. And as you're getting ready uh, to go on this trip, oh, man, I need some cocktail dresses. I need some beachwear. I need this and that. So we get on the Internet. And we go to Macy's.com, we just start looking at everything, and now your spouse has five boxes delivered to your house. <laughs> and you're, wow, you're a little bit frightened, but you bring them in. And she comes out, and she says, ah, I like these two things, the rest of it's going back. And I'm like saying a prayer of thanks that it's going back. And she says, hey, let's go on down to the mall. Uh, and I'm going to return the stuff to Macy's. I'm thinking, man, this is so awesome. It's going to go back quicker. It'll get my credit card. So she walks up, and she says, hey. Uh, I want to return these items. They didn't work out. No questions asked. The woman just click, clicks, clicks. And she says, would you like this to go back on your American Express? And the answer is, of course. Okay? Mm-hmm. And and they go ahead and they click it, and I got a credit popping on my phone, right? But then she says the magic words. While you're in the store, would you like to look at some other items? I know. The spouse says, you know, I'm pretty private. I don't like to try and close in front of people. Oh, we've got a private dressing room behind the dressing room. And if you like, we've got a personal shopper at no charge. Mm. Okay? Oh, man. Okay? You leave the store, and now you're glad you brought two cars because you got twice as much stuff that Mm -hmm. came through the Internet. Mm -hmm. It could be a call center. Mm -hmm. It could be the Internet. It could be texting. It could be lead management. It could be anything, anywhere. Anyhow, anytime, the client wants it. Mm. It's all about the client. They enter in one way, but you notice how the agent and the spouse ended up at Macy's in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it was easy to do business. It was easy. But then when it came to taking it back, I'll just take it back. But then there's the pivot while you're here, okay? Troy, That's the Troy yeah. talk a little bit about, you mentioned some technology that you guys use to make you more efficient in your office. Talk a little bit about that some more. So a lot of the stuff that you use and a lot of the stuff that I use and the other agents that are listening, whether they're all here in the States or they're overseas, 
everybody uses a plethora of technologies. There is no one platform, one technology today that any carrier has. They're all on a mission to get the best technology. As an agent, I've always separated my consulting business from the agency in that I look at the voids that I have in serving my customers, and if my carrier can provide it for free, of course I want it for free. If they don't, i got to have a workaround. So some of these technologies have been from looking to see when your staff signs onto the computer. That was a big one for me in the day. What they were looking at, how long they spent on something, whether it was uh, putting an app in, whether it was education, whether it was going offline into something I didn't want them to go into. And so without naming technology, you get the idea. It's basically they know that we're watching their computer and we're just trying to monitor their productivity. With that being said, there's everything from productivity tools to measure how many people they're talking to, how many leads they generate, how many uh, suspects turned into prospects, how many prospects turned into an actual presentation, how many presentations turned into a sale, how many sales turned into commission, how much the commission was per policy per household business. And every person is drilled down in the agency. So if I've got two people, I'm drilling down on me and the two people. If I've got ten people, I'm drilling down on me and the ten people. Everybody, and I'm going to repeat this, but let me say it quick the first time, everybody must be a profit center. If they're not a profit center, they're a cost center. Mm. And if they're a cost center, business can't afford them. I don't care whether you're a billion-dollar business. If you're a carrier and you're listening to this, your business can't afford a cost center. There's no business on earth today that can just throw money out in the street. And if I'm a business owner in a local community, it's even harder, right? There's less money to deal with. It's harder to hide the problems and the sins of my mistakes. So I've got to have real-time data. And data analytics, you can write this down, helps us to make everybody a profit center. Because if they're not a profit center, they will be a cost center. And if they're a cost center, it doesn't matter how many millions in commissions I do. I can't afford it. Because I could take that money and give it to somebody who needs it as a charity. Or I could give that money to a new employee, like the one sitting outside my door here in the agency. When I'm here in the office, they always put the new person outside my door because they want them to hear me. They want them to see how I work, my sense of urgency. So I don't remember what the question was, but that was a heck of an answer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so so data analytics helping everyone become a profit center, drill down into that. How do you turn a CSR that a lot of these agents listening to this have working for them that maybe doesn't ride insurance, but you want to try to turn that person into a profit center for you? How, how do you accomplish that? So the first thing is your philosophy. We talked about that early on mm-hmm. here. What is your philosophy? Mm -hmm. So my philosophy is everybody's got to be a profit center. If they're not, they're a cost center, and I can't afford it. That's one piece of it. The other piece is is everybody is in sales. Not everybody's sales. So out of 15, 20 people in the office here, not everybody is a salesperson. Mm -hmm. But everybody is either a salesperson or they're a sales contributor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what do I mean by sales contributor? That means that you may be the greatest pre-underwriter. You may be the quickest at putting an app in the computer. Mm -hmm. You may be the best at setting an appointment. And you're not selling, Mm -hmm. but you are contributing to sales. So we have a little form in our office. Mm -hmm. 
and it's called I Was Productive Today. And I can send that to you if you want to put it up on your uh, website. Absolutely. Please do. Very simple. Okay. I was productive today because I did one of three things. Okay. It's a very small form that has to be filled out on every call, on every client interaction, whether they come into the office, whether it's over the phone, whether it's text. It doesn't matter to me. I communicate the way the client wants to communicate, and I want to know three things when the phone hangs up. Number one, I gave a presentation, and I got a check and a signature. That's, that's a sale, right? Right. Number two, I set an appointment for a presentation, which leads to a sale. Or number three, I got information on an X date, an event, uh, something that triggered, we call them triggers, and we put these into the computer that triggers us to give them a call just in time to talk to them. So I got to do one of those three things if I'm working for Troy or I'm working for Scott or I'm working for Bradley or anybody that's listening. They got to do one of those three things every time. And Tom, that's worked in the agency 10 years, or Sally goes, I don't want to do that. We never used to have to do that. Well, you know what? There's a lot of stuff I don't want to do in my life. The world's changed. And I need you to do this. This is not complicated. Mm-hmm. You're either giving a presentation, you're setting an appointment, or you're getting information. The one with the most information wins. So going back to data analytics, you're going to hear a lot about artificial intelligence, and I'm big on that. You're going to hear a lot about uh, data mining. And as you look at all this data-driven stuff that's coming to the carriers, don't get faked out. Only look at the stuff that makes a difference to you. Those three things I mentioned, those are the three most important. Now, I can go down further. How many, how many leads did you put in? I can count that. That's a benchmark. How many did you set up a, what we call a sequential marketing program, a SMP, to trickle down and follow up on that person, drip marketing, call it whatever you want, call right. it a ham sandwich, okay? I don't care. Am I touching that client seven times a year, whether they're a prospect or a current client? Mm -hmm. If I'm touching them seven times a year, I'm top of mind. Exactly. The next time they think of buying something, who are they going to think of first? Mm -hmm. Okay? But i got to have a way to do that. So your question is great. We could talk all day. And if we set up another call, maybe that's what we want to talk about is data mining, data gathering, you know, cutting and slicing the data that matters. Because really, the client doesn't care how much data you have. What are you going to do for me? How are you going to protect me? And how are you going to serve me? So I, I want to change gears completely on you for sure. just a second. I told okay. you I told you I was going to bounce all over the place. You know, tell me your thoughts on Amazon entering the uh, insurance market in India. So I talk about Amazon uh, in a different way in the book. Okay. So let me answer it as, as usual. I answer this a couple different ways, but keep me honest and make sure I answer completely to your satisfaction. Okay. First off. It's an Amazon world, Mm -hmm. and I buy from Amazon. Uh, Not everything, but I buy from Amazon, Um, and they've done a lot of things that are pretty awesome, and so you can't deny their success, and you can't deny the fact that they've got great analytics, and I can just tell you, when you go behind the curtain at Google, go behind the curtain at Amazon, it's real. This is not like make-believe stuff. Mm -hmm. They're living it, okay? So when I say that... I don't care who goes into the business. Amazon can go into the business. You know what? This is golf for me, okay? Unless they outlaw insurance. Right. I'm going to figure out where my place is. Today, my place is giving great service. Mm -hmm. 
Are things going to change a year from now, three years from now? I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, if you're one of the 250,000 people, write this down. Troy says there's a tsunami of change happening today. Not a year from now, not three years from now. It's happening today. Am I afraid? No. Am I excited? Yeah. Great opportunity. So they can sell insurance in India, and they did it over there, in my opinion, because they wanted to get it right before they started doing it other places. Yep. Right. We all know we're going to get into insurance. Hey, look, at, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day on something totally different. I, I'd give the guy credit if I could remember who it was. But the guy just said, hey, Amazon conditioned everybody to buy toys from Toys R Us through Amazon. And now, where's Toys R Us? That'll be, okay. That would have been Gary Vaynerchuk that said that. Okay. Okay, Gary. Yeah, and, and so he was right. Yep. But am I? But am I afraid of that? No. Hey, look at. I'm familiar, you know, Bradley, with your company. I'm familiar with my company. I'm familiar with companies that we all know. I could name them all, and they're all listening today. They all have the right intentions. Yep. But my manager told me something back in 1983 that stuck with me for the rest of my life, kid. Only worry about the things that you can control. What I mean by that is I can't control the overall rate. I can't control the overall claim service. I can't control blah, blah, blah. But I can guarantee that my client is going to know I got the best rate, the best policy, the best claims experience, the best everything from what the marketplace bears. Right. Because that's my promise to them. I love that so much. Well, I, I could sit here and continue to talk for three hours i think we're gonna to have to wrap this podcast up here in just a, f- a few minutes but before we get off the phone i guess to to summarize kind of what we've talked about today i believe if i'm correct that you said yes there is a tsunami of change coming and the best thing that we as agents can do is number one focus on the client focus on our customers and number two focus on being the best at what matters the most to those customers. Would you agree with that? I think you hit it spot on. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, man, I I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being on this podcast. Troy, I want to have you on again in uh, some upcoming episodes, maybe around the Christmas time frame, Mm -hmm. because I could literally sit here and talk to you for four hours. And I think having someone like you on this podcast – when I have people on the podcast, the first thing I ask myself when I when we hang up the phone with them is, did we give some great information to agents that are out there? Because that's what that's what we're here for. Right. And and I, I I believe we did that today, and I think we did that with this podcast. And when I when I hear people like you talk, and it makes me want to have you on again because I I literally could sit here for four hours and just pepper you with questions and and let you uh, let you talk about them. Really appreciate it, Troy. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Guys, remember this. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk and go sell some insurance today. Go sell it for you and your family. Go make money for your family. Write good business for the agencies that you represent. Go write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Love you too, buddy. Hey, Troy, have a great day. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We'll see you back real soon. Thanks, Troy. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. 
And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.